Terrell Austin staying as defensive coordinator, as pretty much everyone knew would. And someone new and exciting and innovative and interesting and young apparently is coming at offensive coordinator as absolutely no one expected. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. Also, be sure to stay tuned through our second segment for a special announcement that I'll have regarding some programming today. Austin signed a two-year contract. Austin is going to stay on as D.C. That interests me almost not at all. Yes, he puts together the scheme. Yes, he does a ton of work toward studying, toward planning, toward instilling in his players what needs to be done. But no, he's not the guy running the defense. That's Mike Tomlin. And since Tomlin already had an arrangement that he liked, that wasn't going to be an arrangement that was going to change, as I've been sharing with you for a couple of weeks now. On the offensive side, though, I couldn't be more pleasantly surprised by the names that have either been peripherally attached to the Steelers' vacancy or just to Thomas Brown, the OC of the Panthers, who became yesterday the first formal candidate, the first formal interviewee. Brown's 37. Clint Kubiak, Zach Robinson, Cliff Kingsbury, the other three candidates, at least as far as we know, at least as far as reports coming from here or there that have attached to the Steelers' interest in them to something resembling reality those guys are in that same age range. And take this from somebody who's an employer. You don't want to make a habit of blurting out loud which age bracket you would prefer, whether it's older, younger, or whatever. It's, it's not okay. We've, at DK Pittsburgh Sports, employed people of all ages and all everythings. But when it comes to this job, even though the Steelers can't blurt it out either, your best chance for getting what this franchise needs is to get younger, is to get someone who's coming from a world or an environment or even a mindset where the ideas, new ideas, are flowing. A lot of people will point, of course, to the Kyle Shanahan factory, to the way the 49ers in general do business. And actually, if you go back to, you know, George Seifert and Bill Walsh, that's been going on in San Francisco for a long, long time. You're probably getting warm toward where the Steelers need to be. Let's call this like it is, okay? This football team, your football team, has been egregiously behind on offense for a long time now. I'll tip my cap to Todd Haley as much as the next guy, but the facts are Haley had unbelievable riches as far as personnel, and I don't know that he needed to out-clever anybody. 
He needed to make sure there was a rhythm. He needed to make sure that Ben Roethlisberger was happy. And maybe more than anything, he needed to make sure Antonio Brown was being fed. Other than that, he wasn't going to be needed to put in this super fancy scheme that analyzes that situation and this situation and puts a guy into a position where he's open by a matter of several yards because of your brilliant outline. He needed to basically sit at the jukebox and play the hits. Do you follow me on that? And again, that's to his credit. Every good coach at every level of every sport works with the talent that they have as opposed to the talent that they want to have. But that's not the current situation in Pittsburgh. Yes, there's some talent there. I don't think anybody would dispute that, especially after what was witnessed over the final four weeks. There's not one, but two NFL running backs. There's a primetime tight end. There are two reliable starting wide receivers. I don't know that you'd refer to either of them as being some sort of shoe-in number one, but George Pickens at least has that ceiling. Offensive line parts seem to be there. It's more about the arrangement. And quarterback, look, I don't want to turn every single episode of Daily Shot into a debate back and forth between Mason Rudolph and Kenny Pickett, but I will reiterate that it was the last four weeks that you really saw stuff work the way it's supposed to. The next logical step is to take a system, an approach, a mindset that's so dated that I'm not even sure where I could attach that date to. I I don't know where it would harken back to. How long exactly have the Steelers been behind offensively? The one guy that I can think of over the past couple of decades who at least brought some different types of ideas and greater ambition to the job was Bruce Arians. And, you know, even Bruce, not to be ageist again, but Bruce wasn't a spring chicken at the time he was working here. Bruce just happened to have a great friendship. I was about to say chemistry, but a great friendship with Ben and was able to work with what Ben felt was best. And that ended up being what was best for that offense. But this other thing where your offensive smarts can be something that you take into the game as an advantage, you tell me, you tell me, what am I forgetting here? When was it that the Steelers had that? When was it that you felt, oh, yeah, the Steelers are definitely walking onto this particular field on this particular day with a much smarter offensive scheme than the other guys have? This, to the credit, and I'm going to presume this is Art Rooney, of everyone at the Steelers, but all the way to the top, this is what was promised at that Tomlin season-ending press conference. He didn't say we're going to go find someone young and out of the San Francisco system. He did say we're going to the outside. When he was asked why that is, he said because we feel it's appropriate. And what do you know? Look at the list that's beginning to unfold. When we come back, J1Q. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our good friends at Mike's Beer Bar. They're located on Federal Street, directly across from PNC Park. Mike has more than 500 beers on tap, including from more than 50 local breweries. 
Stop in and say hello. Tell Mike we sent you. Mike's Beer Bar. Exciting news from Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Join them this month for an $8,000 cash drawing on January 21st at noon. Don't miss the Westmoreland 300 Multi-Flight Poker Tournament starting January 23rd with a $25,000 guarantee prize pool. Seize your chance in the daily high-hand hustle promotion. The first 10 high hands went up to $200 with a second round from 6 to 10 p.m. More action. More winnings only at Live Casino Pittsburgh's Poker Room. Visit livecasinopittsburgh.com for details. Also, be sure to follow Live Pittsburgh's Poker Room on X at Live Poker WML for promotion and tournament news. Today's J1Q comes from Chris, who asks Do you think, DK, that the Steelers will have difficulty hiring? A good offensive coordinator due to their lack of a big game quarterback and other holes in the roster. Current openings include the Bills, Eagles, Bengals, Browns, maybe the Lions. All have either elite team talent or quarterbacks. Chris, I can't state this either often or strongly enough. There are only so many jobs on this planet at this level for what these guys do. And if you presume that by waiting another year or two or even three for the perfect opportunity, that that opportunity is still going to be sitting there waiting for you, or even that there's going to be eight, 10, 12 openings in a given year, man, you just can't think like that. You can't. Put it this way. Let's say that you're one of these people that I've mentioned as being connected to the Steelers. And you're seen as a certain type of commodity right now. You're seen as having stock on the rise. That seems to be a real thing in the NFL when it comes to offensive coordinators, maybe more than any other coaching position, including head coach. Everyone wants that one magical young egghead who's going to come in there and just Reinvent the game. All right. So you put yourself on the market and you turn up your nose at this team or that team. And then what ends up happening, the team that you're already associated with then goes on to stink. And you're stuck in last place where your quarterback gets hurt and your offense completely falls apart. Because now you're overseeing an offense that's got a second-string, third-string quarterback, and all your brilliance goes to waste. And your stock plunges like it's Tesla. This comes up a lot, though. It comes up as if the team has to sell itself to the candidates. And I'm here to tell you that according to people inside the industry forever and ever and ever, and it has not changed... That is not how these things go. No one's rolling out the red carpet for someone in their 20s and 30s. They're going to treat you as if it's a blessing for you to be asked inside their building. And speaking just for myself, I think that's appropriate. Because they're the ones holding all the cards, all the keys, however you'd want to word it. 
And if they don't like young guy A, they can always go after young guy B or young guy C or even go off the grid and get, you know, middle-aged guy A. Moreover, the idea that they would care about the name of the quarterback, and that was your phrasing there, not mine, is nuts. They'd care about the caliber of the quarterback, or more importantly, the potential of the quarterback. One of the things that coaches, again, this goes across sports and across levels, love to do more than anything is to make someone better, because that's a great way of attaching their brand to that individual's performance, that individual's growth. So if you think that someone would be looking at the Steelers situation and everything that I laid out earlier, including quarterback, and would say, oh, yeah, uh, no way, uh-uh. The quarterback who should be the Steelers starter just came off a really, really impressive month in the league, and he's smart enough and he works hard enough that he would find a way to assimilate to all your brilliant ideas. And the other quarterback is a recent first-round pick who's got a lot of legitimately positive traits of his own, talking, of course, about Kenny Pickett. That's not a bad situation in which to become an NFL offensive coordinator. The special announcement that I promise does have to do with the quarterback, Mason Rudolph, is going to be the very special guest on this afternoon's Ramon Foster show. It's the program, if you've not been aware of it, that Ramon and I do daily. It's live on YouTube, and this one will be as well. It'll start at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Make note of that because the Ramon show usually starts at 4. We want to allot a little bit of extra time uh, given the guest. So again, it'll be at 3.30 p.m. Just go to our YouTube channel. If you've never visited it before, just type in DK Pittsburgh Sports or type in Ramon Foster Show. Once you're on YouTube, you'll have no trouble finding it. I appreciate the J1Q here. I appreciate everyone who listens to Daily Shot of Steelers. And come and find us this afternoon. It should be fun. 